You may be Please seated. Please be seated. <laughs> okay. um, the week of July 24th through the 31st, our EYC, along with Miss Melanie, Miss Catherine, and my dad, Rick, otherwise known as Otis, took a trip up to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. It was a short drive compared to our two-day drive to Chicago, but every minute of it was just as enjoyed. We always play games on our long band drives, such as Would You Rather or the letter game, yelling random letters we see on signs until someone completes the alphabet. Sometimes we are a little tired, though, so instead of laughing and having fun, we sleep. Catherine, at the beginning of the, our van drive, was not too excited with her van. It was filled with a bunch of sleeping girls, and we, were, we seemed to be putting her to sleep as well. So we began to switch drivers as we made our way to Eureka Springs. It did not seem to take long for us to reach our home for the next week. The first sighting of it was not too breathtaking. We actually continued driving with many hoping the actual place we were staying for the next week would just be up the hill and around the corner. As we continued driving, all hope was lost, so we turned around and headed back to our home for the next week. I have to say, I didn't mind it too much, but then again, I had been expecting something even worse. It was mainly the adults who were a little less than excited about the sleeping situation, but it didn't take long for everyone's spirits to change. That night at worship, God brought all of us together and prepared us for the long week of work we had ahead of us. We all joined in singing songs and then on a more serious note, read scripture. The scripture read was Matthew 14, 22 through 23, where Jesus calmed the sea. Reading and discussing the scripture encourages all to put our faith in Christ, not just for the next week, but to carry our faith home with us. Well, that night, we were off to sleep pretty quickly. I'm not too sure how the boys slept, but I know in the girls' room, as we were finally drifting off to sleep, a bunch of rowdy teenage girls came and waking all of us up. I think this wouldn't have been so bad if we hadn't been under the impression that we would have the room to ourselves. We had certainly made ourselves at home under the assumption. We had our bags and food over all the empty bunks, but it didn't take long for God to reach our hearts with understanding of their situation. The group that was staying with us was from Texas, and their van had broken down for six hours um, somewhere while they were making their trip to Eureka Springs. Our frustration that night had left us feeling a little guilty, but what better way to lighten our spirits than serving the Lord with team effort helping an older man with his yard? Mr. McIntyre, the man we helped, is a World War II veteran as well as an amazing father and just an amazing man. We spent the first day doing yard work and scrubbing the house, preparing it to be painted. After our first day of work, we went into downtown Eureka Springs for smoothies at Mr. McIntyre's daughter's coffee shop called The Daily Roast. These were the best smoothies most of us, if not all of us, had ever tasted. Every day of our trip, we went to get smoothies, and every day our smoothies were free. It was extremely kind. And every day at work, we all, we all received great joy out of talking with and getting to know Mr. McIntyre. He was from California, but had moved to Arkansas when his wife got sick. He now lives in a large two-story house by himself. You would never know he might be feeling lonely, though. He was always happy, and he always wanted to be involved and help us work. He, also constant, he, he was also constantly cracking jokes. He was just a real pleasure to be around. More than once, actually several times, I heard him speak of God, and a, every time it was something positive and uplifting. During the week, we were not only working, we were spending time bonding with each other as well as working on a relationship with God. I know that this trip, for many people, brought them back to God. There seems to be something about a week-long retreat with a lot of your good friends that is just good for your heart. It was not only our large group worships that were touching, but our discussions and prayers as a smaller group. 
We are, are blessed to have a youth group that feels comfortable enough to share feelings and thoughts with each other. We all love each other, and we get closer on every trip we go on. But we can't do all this alone. The adults are also amazing and not afraid to share. I can't tell them how much we all appreciate them sharing. It helps us realize that they have been in our place before, confused, afraid, and just trying to figure things out. And it is this amazing youth group that made scrubbing and painting a house one of the most enjoyable things. We all worked together, and some of us faced our fears in order to get the job done. I'll use Sarah as an example. Um, Going up on an extremely high ladder just to reach the very top of the house. She was maybe just a tiny bit afraid, but she did it anyway. Everything we did that week, we did for God. And I know we all loved every minute of it. It's hard for me to explain this trip in a short amount of time. Any week-long trip spent with this amazing group of people would be hard to explain within a limited time. But this trip is especially difficult because so much love and growth and faith occurred within the week. The last night of our trip, we had a ceremony where we all went outside and wrote down a prayer or maybe something that was heavy on our hearts. And then we put the paper in a bucket of water and watched it dissolve. After it had dissolved, we got a cloth out of the bucket to symbolize the cloth Jesus cleansed us with. When I think of this trip, I see it as a cloth cleansing all of us. I know that might sound cheesy or corny, but this trip truly brought us closer to God and cleansed our spirits. I am more appreciative for this trip than I can put into words. And I love all of you guys in the youth group, and I'm so thankful I was able to share this experience with you, and I'm excited for next summer. All right, I guess y'all thought y'all got out of the boring part of the homily where you have to listen about the reading, so I'm afraid to inform you that you didn't. Um, I'd like to direct our attention to the first reading of Jeremiah 15, one of my favorite verses, actually. Um, It starts off by saying, Lord, you know me, and I like to think that God really does know us. He's aware of each and every one of our respective existences. We as Christians are taught this all the way from vacation Bible school to adult Sunday school classes. We know this. I recall hearing a sermon from a particular youth night at a friend of mine's church where the preacher stood and proclaimed that God only uses us, his creations, to further spread his word and glory. While this may be true, God put us on the the earth for that. I like to believe that he kept us around for a little bit more than that, you know? The greatest of these reasons being love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 tells us that he who does not know God does not know love, for God is love. As a hopeless romantic, this has always been a verse of which I've been particularly fond. The reading of Jeremiah we just heard continues to say that as Christians, we are often chastised for our beliefs. Unfortunately, this did not end with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. While no one in this church may have faced a literal fiery furnace because of our commitment to God, by all means, raise your hand if you have. We'll have a reception for you afterwards. (laughs) We still face animosity daily. God knows this and wants us to continue anyway. Just as the scripture reads, we must seek his word in all that we do. This is what he calls us to do, truly. It would be nice if we always sat in the company of merrymakers, such as the verse speaks. I believe today's reading was quite powerful in that it states that it's not always roses being a Christian in the modern world, and our God knows this, and that is why he rewards us in our afterlife. 
Everyone's favorite Bible verse in John chapter 3 states that God so loved the world that he, get, that he gave his only begotten son for us. And whoever believes in him shall fully escape, perish, and possess life everlasting. A concept so outstanding that sometimes I don't even think we as humans on earth can even grasp this vast thing that is everlasting life. We just think, you know, it's going to be nice, but we have really no idea how nice it's going to be. I mean, in Arkansas, our own EYC was blessed to be called upon the Lord to himself to work in his name, to spread his glory through manual labor for one of the most inspiring Christians I've had the pleasure of meeting, Mr. Glenn McIntyre. Although it was not always pretty, trust me, it wasn't. Um, Our Neighbors in our bunk asked if it was against our religion to wear makeup. (laughs) It was completely worth it in the end, and that is what I've always come to realize about my faith. You'll hit rocky points, but when you reach that peak at the top of the mountain in your life, you'll realize why you kept going that whole time. I was ecstatic to learn that Mary Parker and I would be delivering your homily this morning, folks. And as you may know, I have somewhat of a passion for writing, and I've missed it greatly since I graduated AP English this past May. It is my hope that I and Mary Parker have left a lasting impression on you this Youth Sunday and that you'll go home and remember it fondly as you go about whatever else you do on Sunday. I know Sunday in Libert household usually ensues an excursion to Walmart, and Also, it is my hope that each one of you will remember that God loves you, no matter what sort of trial you're facing right now. It will be worth it in the long run. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.